Hello, this is Rhett Palmer, and it's a new day. And on the line, calling in from Liverpool, this is Ringo, Ringo Starr. I'm tuned in, Rhett. How you doing, Ringo? <laughs> we have Elaine. Elaine, how do you pronounce your last name? Sefton? Elaine Sefton, yes. Ah, S-E-P-H. P-H is phonetic like an elephant. Telephone, Sefton. And we yes. met at a, a conference a few months ago. It was... Um, Word Weavers, which is uh, a, a book publishers, book agents, authors, famous children's yes. authors, all kinds of folks. And we met at this conference, and we got along splendidly. Of course, I was taken smitten by her uh, English accent, and she loves the Lord. Uh, but, I do. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, but one very important thing is Elaine has had hard times, it's a, and it's an appropriate time to be doing this interview uh, because right now is a season when there seems to be a lot of suicides. Elaine attempted suicide more mm-hmm. than once, and the Lord yes. now has intervened and changed your life. This is an, a very important message today, and Elaine, yes. we appreciate you being a forthcoming. How, how's the weather over in uh, <laughs> Liverpool, England? Well, it is wet and cold. So today we had Normal. hailstones. <laughs> oh, did you? We did. We had some um, hailstone showers as we waited for the bus to take us into Liverpool city centre to get another bus to my sister's house. Well, I want to come because I've always wanted to go to the cavern where the Beatles started, you know? Oh, yeah, we were there just a couple of days ago. At the cavern? Yes, well, we went inside, but we were outside. But you can go in the cavern. Yeah. 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 yeah, you can go in the cavern. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I know this may sound strange, and I don't know where they're at religiously or spiritually or whatever, but I will say this. There, uh, they were four, uh, yes. were four small, uh, diminutive young men. They were not tall. They were mm-hmm. humble. Uh, I've been yes. in the presence of Ringo, a very mm-hmm. humble, humble guy, truly. Paul, yes. if Paul is not arrogant at all. George was a seeker of the truth. And uh, John, you know, uh, I know during Christmas hearing his song, and so this is Christmas, you know. Yes. And, and certainly yeah. God above uh, is not an angered with a man who says this is a place for peace. And, and people misconstrued when he said he was just saying that they were not that they were more popular. It's a long story, but he didn't mean it the way the world thought about it when he talked about um, the coffee's in the microwave. It's in the microwave. <laughs> so I'm getting well, some hot coffee. That's, it's cold here today. It's, that's okay. I mean, a lot of people will take things that we say out of context, um, now, especially when it comes to the Lord. Now, so did you know the Lord and then attempt suicide, or did you attempt suicide and then and then something happened to cause you to have a deeper, more profound walk with Jesus? Actually, I knew the Lord. So I didn't come to know Jesus until my late uh, 30s. I was raised Catholic and I got saved. I was born again in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina in 2001. And my first suicide attempt was in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2014. And my second attempt was in 2020 in Central Florida. And so, yes, I knew the Lord, um, but I also know that knowing the Lord um, 
does not make us um like teflon it doesn't it doesn't we're not like perfect and we're still human at the end of the day and i think um my belief is that we are more of a target when we know the lord and satan trying to take us out and so because of that my first attempt was really around the fact that well actually both of them was around the fact that i tried to control my life um but the first attempt when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, I had people in the church telling me I needed to pray more and I needed more faith. Oh, and I oh. really didn't. I didn't need to pray more and I didn't need more faith. I needed medication and I needed help. Just like people who have cancer and diabetes need medication and help. Um, yeah, I think I think as a I not I think I believe as a believer we have targets on our back because um, I often say that uh, people who don't believe um, they probably think that they have a good life and they look at us Christians and see all the trials we go through and that's because Satan's trying to take us out. And and, and, well, and it's not just Satan. I don't well, I don't like to talk about him no. really, but okay. I will say this that Jesus it is written that Jesus was a man acquainted with many sorrows. And I want to say this. I, it was spectacular just now. When you, I, I want to write that down. We are not made of Teflon. What a brilliant, <laughs> what a brilliant statement that was. I mean, that a big good title for a book. I might steal it from <laughs> <Possibly>. you. <laughs> hey, you can but, have it. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. I had a glorious and a miraculous encounter with the living God of Israel at the age of 29. Prior to that, I did not mm. believe in Jesus. I was into Eastern religions. I was indoctrinated into uh, transcendental meditation, but nothing rang true at 16, you know, all these things. But uh, later on in life, came to know the Lord at 29. And then I went through a period where my mother died later on in life. At 50 years, I was around 50, and I lost uh, uh, my love. You know, the things that we parted our ways. So I lost both women in my life, and I started to drink alcohol. Now you would think, oh, well, he's a, he's a born-again Christian. He's, he's somehow perfect. He's somehow made of Teflon. No. Yes. And uh, I yeah. actually got addicted late in life. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, I never even liked drinking. And suddenly mm-hmm. it was Glenn Levitt scotch. And it, was, it started every night. Then it started to be in the afternoon, a couple of shots. Then it started to be in the morning to get rid of the shakes. And hmm. then finally I cried out one night after attempting for nine months to stop. I'm, oh, the next night I'll stop. The next night. Anyway, finally, uh, they call it a moment of clarity. I asked the Lord to help me. And within days, now it's been 13 years, uh, he helped Fantastic. me. Yes. And so I bring this up only because in service of others that are viewing this, Elaine, they can know that you, who were a Christian, are not made of Teflon. They can look at me and see this guy's been on radio 28 years, and I'm supposed to be impervious, I'm supposed to be made of Teflon, and we're not, none of us. And, and then also, as Christians who are watching, remember that Jesus was a man acquainted with many sorrows. We don't know what happened from the age of 12 to 29 or 30 when he started his three-year ministry before he would be crucified for us. And um, he was, and we know that he was betrayed. 
Mm-hmm. We know that he was hurt. We know that he, people go, oh, I'm single. Yeah, well, Jesus was single. Well, I don't have any children. This is my, I have a problem because uh-huh. I didn't have any biological children, and it disturbs me. And then mm. Jesus can go, well, well, Red, I, I didn't have any biological children. Wow. Yeah. Jesus didn't. Yeah. You know, I have to remind myself of these things. So no matter who's out there, what you're going through, we only seem to grow in the valleys. We don't get humbled when we're fat and happy. Matter of fact, Correct. a lot of the time people get famous, fat, and happy, and they become arrogant. And then they wonder, yeah. why, they wonder why they're miserable, right? Exactly. What happened yeah. to you, we- though, that now you're not attempting suicide? Was it strictly the medications you got? Was there an intervention from God or all the above? Well, it was a mi- it's a mixture. So I definitely take medication. I take more than one medication. And I also... I try to exercise, I drink water, I try to sleep, um, I try to have good quality sleep, I try to eat the right foods, which is hard at Christmas time, especially in England when there's lots of great food. Um, but it is a, a mixture of um, varying factors. So it's not just one thing that makes you healthy. Um, definitely God's in the center. And I totally believe that in April of 2021, when I, after my second suicide attempt and the Lord had called me to do mental health advocacy, I literally like held my arms up and just said, I can't do this anymore. God, you want me to do mental health advocacy? Okay, I will do it. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I trust in you. And it's been quite the journey. I'm not saying that it's always like a bed of roses. I am not saying that it's always pleasant um, because we do. Every day I feel like we go through the sanctification process where another layer is stripped off us. Maybe it's just from our hands, sometimes our whole body. Um, and in the, the conference that you mentioned where we met at the Florida Christian Writers Conference, um, I attended the VIP breakfast with Andy Clapp. Mm-hmm. And his message really spoke to me. And I felt a whole release. Um, I just felt a, another layer coming off. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this, Rhett, that, you know, when you are first saved and you're going through what you think are trials, really, when you look back now and think what you have gone through, they really were nothing in comparison to, like, the tests and the trials that we continue to be put through. And as you you look back, you're like, wow, I was worried about that. (laughs) Um, And so... Um, my bad days, because of course I'm human. And so there are still days where I feel like I haven't got it all together. And I feel like I just want to give up. Um, I know I, those days don't last anywhere near as long as they used to. They don't even last a day because now I know what's happening and I'm able to use what I've learned through this process. I'm able to use those tools to to cope, and that's like part of my ministry is helping, like bringing hope and to help people cope with mental illness. May, may to I know say that this, there are things. 
I, th- I think you gave a clue a while back, and I, I want to make sure we we, uh, we 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 mentioned that. You 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 said that the Lord called you after your second suicide attempt to serve others. Now mm-hmm. this is a big, big, big key, ladies and gentlemen, to salvation, to living, to enjoying. When we start to when we sit on the throne, that's reserved only really for God. Uh, you would get in trouble when we abdicate the throne into the very yes. moment. There's a power in the very moment. If you can get to that place, and I, I, if I was an expert, I don't know, you know, but I've been there a few times. And when you finally go, okay, I'm not in charge. <laughs> I am not in charge. I surrender to you. Mm-hmm. B, it brings you down to the moment. There is no mm-hmm. past. There is no future. Jesus said the day has enough cares of its own. Do not, the past is gone. The future is you know, it's right here. Be right here. And so when we become here now and say, you're in charge. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Suddenly all those burdens can lift. Amen. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. I heard somebody say recently that the... The past is history. The future is a mystery. So let's focus on the present, on the gift of today. Yes. And that's all That's all we have. We have today. That's all we have. That's all we can control as much as we think we can control. I don't know about you. I wake up in the morning and I think this is my plan. And I also say, I know this is my plan and I probably won't go that way, Lord. And so, you know, if you are able to really accept that and believe it then like you don't get as stressed out but you do because you're human um but you i i what i love about the process if i can say i love the process is that you well i notice when i'm trying to take control and i'm like okay and my one prayer that i will say for anybody that asks um, how can they pray for me? My one prayer is always just don't let me get ahead of God. Like, cause whenever I get ahead of God, that's when it goes wrong. So it's like, just don't let me get ahead of God. <laughs> don't let me think that yeah. I know what is supposed to be next. So, you know, this is yeah. why it's nice to be, I belong to his 12 step program and it's what's nice. And I don't know where you go, but I do know that collectively, and I'm, I'm giving this as a, I'm trying to give this as a gift to to remind me, to remind you, and to the people hearing this or watching this. And that is this: I recently, after many years, I dropped out of school in eighth grade, but I went and I got my my uh, you know the uh, equivalency diploma, and mm-hmm. did a little bit of you know college here, hither here and there. And uh, but uh, here now, I'm an older man, and I went back to school last year. And uh, I, I was on the dean's list for two semesters. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> I never got an A when I was in school. But anyway, because now I want to be there. But here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that I marveled at this thing. Why do we have professors? I said, you know, you can get on YouTube and learn anything. You can read a book. I can go to the library today and visit with Abraham Lincoln. And you, you, you don't learn nearly as much one-on-one, but. Something with the human element 
I, I, mm-hmm. We were made for fellowship. And when I get with a group of people who have been through what I've been through and they're honest exactly. and confer with one mm-hmm. another, suddenly, oh, I'm not the only one that's been on the iceberg. Yes. You know, it's like when you first get your heart hurt when you're younger and you're shivering (laughs) and you're cold and and you think about suicide because you think you're the only one that's ever experienced. Mm -hmm. I'm somehow unique and I, no one's ever been hurt like this before. And then somebody says, Mm -hmm. oh, did you wake up shivering? Yes. You did too? Oh, you mean, Mm -hmm. did you feel the pain in your chest? Did you feel the hole in your soul? Oh, thank goodness. Someone else and this is what we have to communicate to our young people, that they don't yes. feel ostracized, that they don't feel, what's the word, um, isolated. Isolated. Yeah, well, depression and anxiety and mental illness is very much an isolating illness because you feel like you are in it alone. Um, but the statistics will tell us that you are definitely not alone. You know, in 2020, I believe I shared last time that 12, just over 12 million people had suicidal thoughts. So 12 million is like a lot of people. And so, you know, especially for youth these days, if they, they will feel that they're alone, like the whole, like the way social media is, um, and it can be very isolating. And it's the one illness whereby you really need to be in community. You need to be with others in order to help with your healing. I mean, connection is so important. And I was reading something recently from um, the CDC, and I don't know if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs tells us that, you know, we we can't really function until our basic needs are met. Our basic needs of like food and shelter um, and feeling safe. Well, the CDC and because of COVID um, will actually tell us, and you know, I don't think we actually needed the CDC to tell us, but that community and being social is actually a basic need for human beings. So we need to be in community. And I feel like for many youth and also for many senior people, Rhett, you know, people who are in the 70s, 80s and they're alone, um, they just feel like they're isolated. And when you're in isolation, that's when your mind can take you to places that (laughs) you really don't need to go. I mean, I felt like when I was in a bad place, I felt like I was going to be jobless, homeless, living under a bridge, being eaten by, like dying and being eaten by birds. That's like where my mind took me, which is crazy in itself. However, when I share that story with people, they are like, oh yeah, I have felt that also. And so um, back to your point earlier, we need to talk out, we need to speak out about how we're feeling because we will be surprised how many other people feel that way. So it's important for us to lead the way and be the light in the dark. Now, uh, I want to ask you this, because time is short today. You want to visit with your family in Liverpool, and we've got other things we have to attend to technically. Uh, We're we're upgrading here with uh, Comcast. So I'm going to say goodbye for today, but I tell you what, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, 
Do you have a website for your ministry? Do you have, if they want to purchase one of your books, and does your book, uh, does your book uh, talk about suicide and the things you've learned? Yes. So the website, which is currently in the process of being upgraded, but the website is loveyourbrain.org. And love your brain brain is actually spelled L-U-V-U-R brain.org. They can get me um, on email at hello at loveyourbrain.org. And uh, my Facebook page is Love Your Brain. But Love Your Brain is L-U-V-U-R. Your brain. Love your brain. L-O-V-E. No, no, L-U-V. L-U-V. You are brain. Brain. Thank you for coming on our show. Tell your family happy Christmas. Merry Christmas there. And Rhett, the one thing that I want to leave you with is today, as you can see, I'm still in my Christmas outfit because today in England is Boxing Day. And Boxing Day is a national holiday in the UK. And the day after Christmas. Like boxing? Like this um, kind of boxing? No, it's a tradition whereby, um, like in the past, the um, rich people would give boxes of food and gifts and money to those less fortunate. And so it is an extra day's holiday that we have um, in the UK and the Commonwealth, actually, that you do not get in the US. So when I first came to America and I realized that people only had Christmas Day as a holiday, I was shocked. And like the, I could go on about the U.S. and the U.K. and the differences in um, number of holidays and how that affects your mental health. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. All right. But it was love. It was lovely to connect. Lovely to speak with you. And happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. And let's. Yeah. Let, I think it's time that we imitated the English and we got on with Boxing Day. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Rich. God bless Take you, care. Elaine. God bless you too. Bye bye. Okay. Well, folks, we have to say goodbye today because we're upgrading with Comcast. So I'm Rhett. And uh, please take this interview, which will live on on Facebook. It will also live on our podcast when uh, when Ryan gets it up there later today. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to save our young people. And if they know someone mm-hmm. else has been there, surrender. God will help you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. <laughs>